Welcome to Cab World, first off the rank for news, reviews and interviews from the world of taxi, private hire and chauffeur drive. This is episode number 10. So joining me as always is my co-host William. William, how's things with you? I'm good, lucky yourself. How are not, things through in Edinburgh? Not bad, not bad. We're still, um, still uh, full of the joys. I think the the nights are getting lighter now. The spring, uh, you know, there's evidence that spring has sprung. Daffodils are out. Daffies are out. So, yep, it's, <laughs> it's all good. Fantastic. All good, all good. Um, so, yeah, just nice to see some uh, normality, you know, some things that are happening when they should be happening. So, uh, yeah. yeah we can just get the people out now. We can just get the people that's out. That's the next thing. That's the missing part of the puzzle right now. But hopefully, um, hopefully, it, you know, I think we say this every week, um, you know, there are some encouraging signs uh, just now. There's hopefully indications that uh, the vaccination program seems to be working and um, you know it just seems as though there's there's some positivity ahead there's a bit of a roadmap to get us out of this and although the time scale itself might change it's just nice to see that there's a bit of a plan in place that we can all work towards well i got my i got my job this week so i got my first job so wasn't up nor down with it so yeah happy days that's good that's good excellent going the right direction Good, good. Okay, so episode number 10, as I said, that's us in double figures already. That seems to have flown in. Uh, coming up in this episode, we've got, as ever, the news section. We'll be covering stories that are affecting our trade, and then we'll be finishing off with the what's on section, just a summary of events that are taking place, hopefully, in the UK and overseas. So without further ado, we will get into the news section so the UK government has committed that it will push ahead with legislation to enable minimum national standards for the taxi and private hire sector. Uh, the statutory standards for taxi and private hire uh, vehicles will come in uh, covering England and Wales with the purpose of protecting passengers. The new recommendations include enhanced criminal checks, for drivers, which will take place every six months. And the latest steps by the government are set out with the purpose of reducing a risk of harm to passengers and to help improve consistency across local authorities. So passengers traveling in taxis and private hire vehicles, which includes app-based services, will be kept safer under tough new licensing standards um, according to the Transport Secretary Grant Shapps. The new statutory taxi and private hire vehicle standards, which local authorities will be expected to implement, are designed to improve consistency in the licensing system, reducing the risk of harm posed to children and vulnerable passengers in the process. It follows historic and serious cases of taxi and private hire drivers abusing that position of trust. Criminal records checks for drivers every six months will form a key part of these standards, as does safeguarding training to help drivers identify and respond to passengers that may be being abused or exploited. 
a recommendation for licensing authorities to consider whether the use of CCTV would be beneficial or proportionate in their areas is also included, which sets out that potential privacy issues may or rather must be taken into account. So this has come into place after, well, following extensive consultation across the government, as well as with the industry itself and regulators. Uh, the measures will mean that drivers applying for a license should now be required to disclose if they hold or have previously held a license in another area. And licensing authorities will also have uh, robust reporting systems in place to make sure that passengers feel comfortable uh, about reporting incidents or any suspicious behaviour. And this follows the Casey report, uh, which found that there was inadequate investigation into some historic complaints that took place in, in Rotherham. So licensing authorities will be expected to fully implement these measures as soon as possible, and the department will closely monitor their progress uh, and work with local authorities that don't meet their responsibilities uh, and look to introduce legislation if licensing authorities fail to adapt, adopt the standards to um, update their operations. So quite a big quite a big piece there there's quite a yeah a number of a significant changes yeah. yeah yeah i guess you know there's no doubt that the reduction of risk of harm to passengers can only be a good thing um i i i the, clearly there has been some loopholes in the past and there's reference made in the government document to uh, the complaints surrounding uh, rotherham which were well publicized in the last couple of years and I guess there is some pressure on us all to make sure there can't be a repeat of that. Yeah, I think a number of things are on that, Lockie, as well. And again, yeah, I fully understand the public have got to be safe and um, looked after, but so is the driver. I mean, the, you don't hear too much about the drivers that have been abused and attacked and, you know, some of the grief that the drivers get. Uh, it really is. I, I, I don't understand why there's an issue with CCTV. I went, we went through this before that... Mm. You know, local councils want to be in charge of CCTV and a, a taxi. And I, I, I'm not quite with that because at the end of the day, you walk down the street, you walk into any shop, they've all got CCTV and the council have little or no say in whether you want to put CCTV on your house, whether you want to put it in your shop. But the minute you want to put it in a taxi, which then again is safe for both the driver and the passenger, so really, that's something that should be, you know, I think every vehicle, every taxi should have CCTV. I really do. I think they should all have it. I think it makes it a lot easier. I I, I would like somebody to come on and tell us why, you know, for their privacy, whatever their privacy is, that privacy is the same in nightclubs, it's the same in pubs and yep. clubs and, mm -hmm. you know, shops. So from that side over, all of a sudden, the minute they get in a taxi, so wait a minute. We need to have some say in this. We can't have you taxi drivers having CCTV just willy-nilly whenever you want. Mm -hmm. The other side of that coin, although I do agree with is taxi drivers cannot be putting photographs of, you know, uh, celebrities into newspapers the next day. Mm. <laughs> I fully understand that. One happened recently in Glasgow where um, a snooker player uh, was sitting in the back of his taxi and obviously the guy had a few beers and what have you and they were a famous world 
class snooker player in the next thing. You know, the taxi drivers put this all over. And it looks as if the, the, the snooker player's sitting in the back of his taxis, if he's asleep. He may not be asleep. He may just shut his eyes for a minute. But, you know, it's this famous snooker player who I won't mention, you know, is lying sleeping in the back of a taxi, lying drunk and all that. And you're like, can he be doing these things? Can he do these things? I'm a bit out of touch. I didn't realise that snooker players were even recognisable celebrities these days. I don't. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, I'm for, I, I need to. Player. I need to brush up on my on my snooker celebs. Um, but, but there's also there's also one which doesn't get, and it was in the newspapers, and it was a great story um, for everybody. Is when uh, Justin Bieber went into a chip shop in Glasgow and ordered a fried Mars bar. And the chip shop's got photos of him standing there eating his fries, Mars bar and all this, telling you that, you know, Justin Bieber eats here. <laughs> this is where Justin Bieber gets his deep fried Mars bars. Well, there yeah. you go. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've personally never actually seen a, you know, I've heard of these deep fried Mars bars, but people seem to think they're a common thing up the north of the border. I can assure you, unless you do them in Edinburgh, I've never really seen any of them. Well, it's, it's interesting. You do see them on the menu, but, um, you know, there's also you, yeah. Yeah, deep, deep fried, deep fried uh, Twix. Uh, deep fried, uh, deep, basically anything you want, uh, deep fried, uh, and you can have it as a as a little dessert. Um, but no, it's uh, it's not something that I've uh, I've experimented with. But no, uh, me neither. <laughs> I think I think we've never gone so far off topic um, in any of our podcasts <laughs> ever. <laughs> we've we've yeah. gone from government legislation <laughs> to deep fried Mars bars uh, <laughs> in the space of about five minutes. But uh, just to just to pull us back onto onto this yeah. uh, this topic, I mean it's it, it's a, a serious point. Um, you know, of course, we want to reduce the risk of harm to passengers. That's um, that's that goes without saying. But one of the things that we continually talk about is the fragmentation in the industry, where you know one local authority has got one set of rules for driver standards for vehicle standards for um, advertising, for, you know, what constitutes a, a legal booking, blah, blah, blah. There's all sorts of uh, fragmentation. So the, the second part of this government legislation is to help improve consistency across local authorities. Now that, assuming that, you know, the decisions that are made are, are, are palatable, can only be a good thing. I think it yes, must it must make the, the standards easier to understand across the whole country, although we are talking about England and Wales here. Um, yes. You know, that's got to be something that's welcome, surely. What do you think? I think it's something that's very welcome, but I also think it's something that's got to be looked at maybe every five years or something, because sometimes you get into these uh, laws and they're quoting laws to you that are 100 years old and this is why you can't do this anymore. Mm -hmm. So provided they're kept up to date, absolutely. I think technology is changing so much now. You know, as you, you know yourself, Lockie, going back 10 years, if we would have spoken about people ordering taxis through an app, you'd have been like, what? Yeah, what's an app? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, so they've got to keep up with the regulations, yes. Yeah, absolutely. But other than that, absolutely, 100%, yeah, every council should have at least the basics being the same. So it's it's quite interesting, uh, and I, I guess one point here that I'll just finish on this subject with is the extensive consultations that have taken place uh, between the government and with the industry and its regulators. 
I don't know quite who's been involved in this, but you know, clearly there's some important decisions that have been made which will impact on all of us. And I'd just be interested to know who the industry leaders and regulators were that were consulted. I've not actually heard. One of the things I did to you was they had sent out a questionnaire to a number of people and they had uh, rightly complained about it. it was some of them were yes, no answers, yes or no, tick the box. And as you well know, not every question has a yes and no answer to it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, do you want a new car? Yeah, you can end up with a Bentley or you can end up with a three-wheeler Reliant Roulette, <laughs> a Reliant Robin, rather. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, so. Okay, good, good, good stuff. Okay, so we'll finish on that just now, but I think this is something that we'll keep our eye on. We will come. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think this is, uh, you know, for some something that's such a, a significant change uh, in the sector, uh, I'm sure it's going to be um, headline news over the over the next um, few months, and at least. So we'll move on to our next section. This is um, in Wales now. There's a new Welsh red and black Dynamo Eco Taxi, uh, which is ready for taxi drivers to trial. So the new electric taxis uh, set for Wales have been unveiled as cabbies will soon be handed the opportunity to try them before they buy them. So last month, uh, the Cardiff City Region Regional Transport Authority announced that they placed an order for 50 electric Nissan Dynamo taxis to allow cabbies in the area to have a go of them. So in May uh, 2020, the Welsh government awarded uh, the region nearly £1.3 million pounds, uh, from its ultra-low emissions vehicle transformation fund to, to deliver the initiatives intended to assist the Welsh government to transform the network uh, to ultra-low emissions vehicles and help reach their targets of zero emissions from buses and taxis by 2028. So as part of the scheme, the Nissan Dynamo taxis will allow taxi drivers and operators the opportunity to try the cabs out for one month per driver. So the scheme will run over a three-year period, and the intention is to purchase 34 of these taxis before the end of March uh, this year, 2021, with a further 10 vehicles being supplied by early April. And six of the vehicles will be purchased for use in the Denbyshire and Pembrokeshire area, and the other 44 will be kept within the CCR region that I mentioned earlier. So it's expected that the scheme will be uh, operational uh, late June, early July. So, yeah, great initiative there. A try before you buy. Fantastic, yeah. Fantastic, Lockie. Fantastic to see somebody taking the initiative, um, giving them a go in these vehicles, letting them work them for a while. And she and prove themselves whether they're up for the job or not. But yeah, fantastic, great. I think it shows the um, the the confidence uh, that the vehicle manufacturers have, um, that they're willing to let the drivers have a you know a, a reasonable uh, test drive of a of a month each before they commit to uh, you know and most yeah. other most other vehicles the driver just has to you know buy it. <laughs> you know, make his own investment yeah. and then <laughs> and then hope that it yeah, does been there. says on the tin. Yeah, I think yeah, provided that and I think most taxi drivers are keen on taking on an electric vehicle, provided they have the infrastructure to charge these vehicles. Mm-hmm. 
uh, a lot is down to the, the, the speed of charging, the, 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 the availability of a charger. Um, so, yeah, but great initiative. Yeah, if they can say to the, you know, the, the drivers, we're like confident here, take it for a month and try it for yourself. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. No, it makes a lot of sense. And our next uh, story that we want to cover also encourages drivers to have uh, more environmentally friendly vehicles, but we're not looking at electric vehicles this time. We're looking at uh, retrofitted LPG engines. So, yeah, this is something that we've, I don't think we've discussed before, but more than a million pounds has been awarded to taxi owners in Glasgow to help them comply with the low emission zones. So more than 100 taxis have now been successfully retrofitted with these LPG engines. And this is in preparation for Scotland's low emission zones, uh, which will be introduced in May next year. That's 2022. The Scottish government is funding the uh, the retrofit of these non-LEZ compliant vehicles with clean vehicle retrofit accreditation can't even say it, accreditation scheme um, uh, approved solutions that meet the minimum proposed standards of the uh, low emission zones. Uh, grants of up to £10,000 are available to cover up to 80% of the cost of a retrofit solution. So the Cabinet Secretary for Transport Infra Infrastructure and Connectivity said LEZs are crucial to protecting public health by improving air quality, and with every taxi trip potentially eliminating the need for another uh, private vehicle entering the city centre zone, it's clear to see why having LEZ-compliant taxis is an important and valuable part of the sustainable transportation mix. So funding will be available in April 2021, and they are encouraging any taxi driver who is interested to find out more about the support on offer. So what do you make of that, William? LPG uh, engines, this is not yeah, something we've really discussed. Gas, liquid petroleum gas, isn't it? Mm -hmm, that's uh, right. Um, so, yeah, I, I think the, the, one of the things I know a number of drivers have spoke about before when this was going about was that um, the tank takes up quite a bit of space. Um, so... And I'm not 100% sure whether at this point, whether it's just for taxi drivers or whether private hire are involved in this. Um, but the one thing that I do recall from the last time it was muted about this was the, the amount of space it was taking up in the boot for the gas cylinder to be in the boot of the vehicle. And then mm -hmm. you weren't getting the sort of luggage in. So um, I think that's one of the issues they had with it. Uh -huh. I personally, I still prefer the electric vehicles. I think that's definitely the way we should be going. I guess, um, you know, as long as there's grants available to do this, and then I suppose the secondary um, element here is that you are, you're not scrapping a whole vehicle. You're extending no, the life right, of, yeah. the, of the, the vehicle that, that you have. Um, and I guess that must be, you know, from an environmental perspective, that must be a good thing. Yeah, I know at the moment that a number of councils, including Glasgow, they have scrapped the, the age of the vehicle for the time being. So... That's one thing that has come in. So that would certainly help. Um, a £10,000 grant, absolutely. I mean, I wouldn't have thought it was a deal to actually get these things done, to be honest mm -hmm. with you. But. Mm -hmm. So according to uh, one taxi owner, uh, Donald Wilson uh, is his name, 
he said that his taxi was retrofitted in January 2020. And since then, he said he's had no issues and his fuel costs have been reduced by an average of 20%. So that's good. Uh, the running yeah. and the smoothness of his taxi has been uh, fantastic, apparently. And feedback from his customers is also positive. In fact, he he suggests that he's often asked if he's driving an electric vehicle. So... So that's good, um, you know, reuse of a of a, a vehicle just you know with this um, grant funded conversion, um, and it seems like everyone's a winner. So uh, fair play to uh, to Glasgow. I don't know if this is happening in other parts of uh, of Scotland or or the UK. Um, I've not heard of this. Not but heard anything. No. We must uh, we must look into that and uh, and find out what the yeah. the position is. So uh, moving on to uh, what's going to be our, our final uh, news story this is a bit of good good news uh, from <laughs> this peterborough, is a good one, eh? <laughs> isn't it isn't it just yeah so a peterborough uh, taxi firm has stepped in to help workers that have been hit by uh, john lewis closure so the peterborough taxi firm has uh, helped uh, decided to to help after it was announced that their uh, local john lewis store in the queensgate uh, area is going to be closed. Uh, now, the closure of the store is going to leave 318 staff facing the prospect of losing their jobs. So to help those workers, Gold Star Diamond Cars has offered workers a free taxi ride to job interviews to help them get back to work. So a spokesman for Gold Star Diamond said that the John Lewis store in Peterborough has been a part of the local retail scene for as long as he can remember and hearing of the the news saddened him and uh, he decided that he would like to support uh, all existing John Lewis staff through these difficult times by offering free taxis to all existing staff for any future job interviews they may have within a radius of 20 miles which I think is quite generous uh, as long as they are shown proof that they are actually employed by John Lewis, so isn't that a nice isn't that a nice story? Absolutely F fantastic! Taxi drivers coming to the help everybody again. Yes, uh, fantastic. I just hope there's interviews for these people to go to. That's the thing. Well, that's it. I mean, you know, that, I mean, when you think about the generosity here, I mean, three hundred eighteen staff, and then yeah. you know they could have multiple interviews each potentially, and then there's a radius of twenty miles. Here, I mean, I'm sure you know those numbers aren't going to play out, but um, incredibly generous offer from uh, from this one company in Peterborough. Hands off to them. Yeah, and I think again, it's back to the you know shop local and try and get uh, and create some work in the local area. I think that's something we've all got to do and try and shop more local shops. Yeah, um, and once this pandemic's over, we've got to get out to the local shops and create jobs. And that's the one way we can do it is by shopping locally. If everybody shopped locally, you know, whether it's using a taxi, whether it's going to your local butchers, whether it's going to, you know, your local hairdressers, whatever the case may be, we've got to shop local and stop buying everything over the internet. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So a really good story there. And as you say, you know, hopefully when we get through all this and, uh, and taxi usage uh, picks up again, uh, hopefully... The residents of Peterborough are more likely to use a company like Gold Star Diamond Cars, who've done their bit, uh, rather than Absolutely. use some um, uh, app provider, shall we say. 
Yes. So, yep. Um, fair play to uh, to Gold Star Diamond Cars. So that concludes our our news section, um, and we'll just close off by covering what's on in the UK and overseas. So we'll start off with the LPHCA. Their national forum is still scheduled for the 6th of July this year. That's at the Emirates Old Trans, Old Trafford rather, in uh, Manchester. The LPHCA Roadshow, uh, again, is scheduled to take place on Thursday the 30th of September. That's at the um, Heathrow Marriott Hotel in London. Uh, the PHTM, Private Hire and Taxi Monthly Expo, is uh, currently scheduled for September 2021. That is likely to be at Stadium MK in Milton Keynes. We don't have any more specific dates on that as yet, but uh, as the dates come out, then we will mention them on this show. We've also got Taxi Expo 2021, which is scheduled to take place in September, September the 16th uh, in the Netherlands. We've also got the QSI Awards, uh, which I think is Pro Driver um, magazine that takes place uh, currently 18th of November at a venue as yet to be announced. And then finally for this year, we've got Taxi Fair in Madrid in Spain that is uh, scheduled to take place on Sunday 21st to Monday 22nd of November. Uh, and this is the show that was postponed from 2020. So I think that concludes everything that uh, that we know of so far uh, that's going to take place this year. So um, any of our listeners out there, if you know of anything else uh, and you'd like that to be publicized, then reach out to us through our Facebook page and we will get that added to uh, to further shows. That's it from from us. Uh, just finally, I'd like to thank our listeners once again for uh, for regularly listening and subscribing, and hopefully you're enjoying the new weekly podcast format. So let's hope they stay safe, and let's hope that um, lockdown, I think, in England's changing slightly, isn't it, in this week or so? So hopefully some work will pick up down there. I think so. I am hearing some good news stories about uh, the workload starting to pick up a bit now. So uh, let's just hope that this is something that's just going to continue and not just be a sort of temporary thing. So, yeah, fingers crossed for, um, you know, busier, busier shifts ahead um, as things start Absolutely. to uh, start to open up a bit. So, so that's it. So thanks again for listening. Every- All right. Cheers, guys.